Welcome to another edition of GWM Spoken, where we discuss stuff we don't typically talk about, but probably should. And this is our fourth and final episode in our journey of the podcast around parenting and relationships and different styles of communication. And the ones we're going to talk about really briefly today is how can we become the guide or the hero of the story for our kids or our relationships that we are fostering at the moment. We very quickly talked about the being the victim, and we know with the victim comes some serious, serious what would you say, dangers to our children and some of those include um, avoiding responsibility, like we deflect blame, we have manipulation, so we try and gain sympathy emotionally and we shouldn't. Guilt tripping, that's really terrible with our kids because it doesn't make them feel empowered and also doing things to gain attention. Being a villain is, like I think, is even more dangerous. So the villain, if you think of a villain in a story, they're usually the ones that you want to hate. hate. You hate that character because they're trying to get to our hero, but if you're the villain in a relationship as a parent, then you're showing neglect. You could be showing physical and emotional abuse, showing a lack of fa- empathy. And the big one we talked about last time was also about having favourites and having favourites in relationships, especially with your kids, is an absolute game changer in the wrong direction where you can actually have, I suppose you can actually ruin any single kind of trust you have in that relationship. You can actually break down family dynamics. You can have favourites where one child is more favourite than the other and shows favoritism and the other child doesn't feel like they're even part of the family. So that can be very dangerous. And so today I want to talk about how being the guide is so important within the story of life or in our relationships. And being the guide means we're really going to instill things that will actually encourage our kids to eventually be able to leave the nest and build strength in character, strength in values and beliefs, and also push that envelope where we're more almost like a life coach for them. So examples of that is role modeling. Role modeling positive attitudes, values, and behaviors, giving them guidance, not dictating what they need to do. So, if you think about it, guidance and suggestions versus rigid rules. And that's really important as our kids become teenagers because we want them to have autonomy to leave the nest and get them to make choices within the boundaries that you have. How about promoting critical thinking? That's a big one these days. And maybe having them improving their exploration. So, Encourage them to have different activities, different interests. There's so many people I've seen at school where they might be struggling socially, emotionally, but then suddenly you get them onto a different track of a different sport or physical activity or even an activity in general, and they find their purpose and off they go. Also, open communication and active listening is important. It builds trust and shows that you value them. And children will then feel comfortable to express themselves without judgment. So having that vulnerability and and you saying that, you know, I love you and I love being a dad or I love you and I love being a mum or, you know, I really appreciate this friendship. I'm glad I'm one of your friends can actually build those relationships. The other thing we've got to do is teach resilience and how to cope with setbacks and learn from failures and perseverance and positive mindset is definitely definitely the key there. Again, we don't want to keep saving our kids and being a bulldozer parent or a helicopter parent where we just, you know, tell them every single thing to do and rather than guide them to sh- and showing them the way we actually do it for them or being a bulldozer could be just solving every single problem for them before it even occurs. We've got to get them to smash through that wall so they can come, become more resilient. I think we need to be patient, encourage curiosity and increase a love of learning because we know education is the key to a lot of things and so we, if we can find that niche that the kids love or our friends love and really encourage that, that's going to build a lot of self-esteem but also build those authentic connections which is what we want to do. How about modelling some kindness? How about modelling that compassion, helpfulness? How about fostering teaching, like I said before, that responsibility? You know, what, what sort of things that you can do that 
the acts of kindness such as volunteering, that would be huge for kids to actually understand that it really builds a community. I wonder how many people out there are actually still doing that kind of stuff because the really strong communities are the ones that who usually bind together by doing a, a similar purpose. I think we talked about before, but finding or fostering a sense of purpose is really important because once we find the interest and passion with our kids especially, it can actually encourage them to pursue activities that align with their values. And when you do that, that increases their purpose and the chances of anxiety and depression goes down massively once we can actually find kids' purpose that matches their values. I think celebrating their acts of courage is good when they can get out of their comfort zone. So that's when, again, all the learning happens when you get out of your comfort zone. Um, even encouraging a sense of justice, you know, ethical principles alignment. So yours are probably going to be similar to your kids if, if they've been growing up around you and listening to you and you're modeling those behaviors. But something about justice in the world and maybe following the rules or explaining how the world works and that could really Im- improve their overall, I suppose, sense of justice in the world as well. I think really with the providing other positive role models is underrated. So Remember, people who go through some kind of trauma in their life, they say that all they need often is one stable person who they can trust and confide in. And sometimes that mightn't be our parents if there's too much conflict within the household or some of those communication or connections are down for that period of time. So is there someone else that your child or children to can reach out and connect to? Is there, if there's someone in your peer group, is there someone else who you've got a mutual friend or a friend where you think that could be a real good model, a role model and, and guide them? And, and make sure that they feel like they actually belong and are listened to. Because, again, once we feel listened to, it just then improves our value. I think offering support and encouraging encouragement and providing an environment that is ready for them to actually learn stewardship is so important. So how can we change our environments? How can we manipulate our environments so our kids feel safe but also feel like they are going to survive and thrive and push through any other barriers where they can actually learn new skills and have self-confidence so they can actually move forward. Again, as a parent or as a person in your active communication circle, you don't want to be the victim. You certainly don't want to be the villain. You want to be the guide. And it sounds really strange, but if you can make every communication skill you have or that conversation you have, or if at home you've got children, if you can make them the hero of that conversation and you're just guiding them and just think of all the time, I'm trying to do the best interest for this person to thrive, your connections will be not only authentic, but it'll be realistic, it will be valued, and again, it will only build that bond closer and closer. Thank you for joining us for this four-part series. Again, I'd love you, to, if you're interested in this kind of information, to really go through those four types of parenting styles that we spoke about in one of the first episodes. I think it's really important to see, you know, what kind of style are you? Are you, are you that neglectful parent? At times, are you permissive and let's just let anything go? Are you authoritarian where you actually say the rules and expect the, your boundaries to be it and that's it no matter what without negotiation? Or are you the authoritative one where they're saying now 50% of people are, which really is, like we spoke about now, the guide in this story? Thank you for joining us for GWN Spoken and look forward to you tuning into the next podcast.